Hey folks, it's Jeff Winslow from the Woodshed Agency, and you are listening to my podcast called Successfully Funded. Let's turn it up. Turn it up. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, folks. How is everybody doing out there in the podcast land? I hope everybody's doing all right. Hey, I'm Jeff Wenzel. Uh, I'm from the Woodshed Agency, and you're listening to my podcast called Successfully Funded. And in this podcast, I'm going to deconstruct world-class crowdfunding campaigns uh, with the project creators. So on today's episode, uh, I'm sitting with Sean Alexander from the company Elwin, and that's E-L-W-N if you want to Google that right now. Um, And their product is the world's best headphones with Bluetooth and battery life. And these headphones look awesome. Um, We had a great conversation of the origins of these stories, and that's all coming up a little bit later. So if you want to stay tuned, um, you're going to get to talk to a guy who's got a campaign right now who's across about $190,000 with a $50,000 goal with eight days to go. So I think that would uh, be a world-class campaign if, if, if I do say so. So like I said, that conversation is coming up a little bit later. So I'm still coming to you from, uh, from up north, as the Michiganders like to say. I'm, I'm, I'm up on Platte River here. And uh, it's early in the morning, uh, Wednesdays when I'm taping this, and uh, I'm sitting down by the river watching the, the old uh, current go by and uh, a little bit of fishies here and there. And uh, last night we actually saw a, looked like a, almost like a beaver uh, floating down the river with some stuff in his mouth. So, you know, just getting in touch with nature, you know, uh, trying to get off the grid a little bit here to some degree, even though uh, I can never completely fully get off the grid. But I did realize too last night, I need a new word for what I'm actually on because it's not a vacation. This is definitely not a vacation. I'll explain why. I am up here with my own two kids and another family, uh, some family friends with their two kids. The kids are five and three, both, both of our kids. So there's four kids. This is a royal rumble I am on up here. It's, you know, I've got, my kids don't sleep. You know, they're up at 645. This morning I got awakened to... Uh, the new Star Wars book I had to buy my son yesterday in my face. It's about 6.45, just to show me that there's a picture of Darth Vader. Um, so so we have no sleep. Uh, I am completely sunburnt red um, because, you know, it's hot out and that's what we're doing. Um, I'm drinking a little too much. You know, it's on vacation, eating like shit, drinking not very much water. That's a formula. F- that's not That's not a formula for success. And then on top of that, my five and three year old will not stop screaming. Oh my god, it's driving me bonkers. And our family friends' kids will not stop screaming. It it's not a vacation. That is straight. It would be a vacation if I was out with my wife. I was sitting on some beach somewhere. But that is not happening. I am on major servant duty. Uh, I am on a counselor duty twenty four seven. I am. Uh, I think. I think I've said the word no or stop that uh, or save them from, you know, death 5,000 times in three days. Yeah. The other thing that's kind of been kind of torn at, you know, tearing at me a little bit or, or is, I think like I mentioned before, I'm up here at this, at my family's cottage here, my family friend's cottage, I should say, you know, this has been something that I've been doing 35 years of my life, 37, my, my entire life, coming up here. And 
I have tons of great memories. And like I said before, I'm, I'm pa- I have this idea of passing those memories off to, to my kids. And what I'm starting to wonder and think is, is whether or not that's right. And I, not that it's right or wrong. I don't know if that's not the right, right verbiage. Is more along the lines of, is that, is that the, what I want to pass on to my kids? Or do I want to have more of an idea of every year we go somewhere different where, you know, frankly, I'm pretty comfortable in this location, right? So I know how to get everywhere. I'm, you know, nobody else is. Everybody else is dependent on um, me to kind of get around. I mean, they've just never been up here. Um, and I know the restaurants. I know. So I'm comfortable. And that makes me not really on vacation, right? And I wonder if, like, the cool thing about vacations, and, and by the way, if you guys have advice on this, please email me, jeff at woodshed.agency. I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear from you. Or Snapchat me, Twitter. Google me, you'll find all my accounts to get at me. But, um, you know, I, I, I think it would be something that I'm going to personally need, I'm, I'm seeing in my life, is to also have that sort of lostness that probably comes from being on vacation, right? Going to a, a city you don't know and trying a restaurant or, um, you know, going to somewhere where you're not 100% sure. And you're making those sort of first memories. Because what's really happening for me while I'm on vacation is I think I'm, everybody else is creating brand new memories, right? They're creating... Um, you know, new things, where I think what I'm doing is reliving them. So I'm, in, I'm, I'm looking at everything in, in slightly different eyes. So, you know, where if somebody's enjoying, I don't know, a gift shop a little bit longer, I've been to that gift shop 10 times. I, I know it's in there. There's not too much. Um, but um, so I'm kind of struggling with that a little bit. And I'm, I'm kind of thinking... And, and hopefully I remember this by the time a year goes around and we're ready to go on vacation again because my default setting is, hey, let's go up north, is maybe maybe what would be better for my kids as they're growing up and having these memories is that sort of adventure vibe as opposed to the relaxing vibe. Maybe that's the difference I'm seeing between them. And the adventure vibe would be, hey, let's go to whatever, Utah. Let's just go to Utah. Let's see what's there. Let's go to... Uh, you know, Pennsylvania, let's see what's there. You know, let's go Toronto, let's see what's there. You know, and, 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 and allow there to be a, a more of a cohesiveness around my family. And maybe that's what I would pass on to my kids so that when they're 37, when they're kids or whatever, 40 with their kids, maybe that's what they would do. Or maybe they would switch. Maybe, maybe the memories we're making up here are so impressionable that that's what they'd want to do. But in a nutshell, that's, that's been like the big new sticking point going through my brain um, as I, you know, I'm in whatever day three here of being up north. Um, the other, so here's a cool thing that happened yesterday is um, there's a really great um, coffee shop, excuse me, chocolate shop, coffee shop. I don't, you know, where am I, where's my head? It's early. You know, no, no judging. But I went to, um, went to this great, great chocolate shop. It's in Empire, Michigan. And frankly, I have no idea what the name is. I know it's a it's a lime green building. That's what I know. So, um, so I go in there, and we're getting a bunch of of, of delicate chocolates for the kids and whatnot. And uh, I'm back perusing uh, uh, the under the radar book, um, which is a great show here uh, in Michigan about all the all the great things the state has offered. It's almost like a travel type tourism show. And um, uh, and I know I know the guys pretty well, but yeah, it's a really cool tourist book, and I, I'm flipping through it, flipping through it, just wasting a couple minutes, and I find myself in the book or my past business groove box studios, and there's a picture of me, and uh, I was 
you know, one of those cool taken back things of one of those things where you, you, know, you had that moment where you're, you really like what you do, you know, cause I could I could be on this podcast right now bitching about all the things I hate about what I do. The, uh, you know, the lack of steady income, the, you know, am I always on the right path type of conversations. But, but this is one of those moments where you stand back and, you know, you get that validation that that's pretty cool. You know, what is it really equal? I don't know, you know, but showing it to the wife and the family, you know, it definitely gave that sense of, you know, we're doing, I, I do some pretty cool stuff, uh, stuff that warrants being in a tourism book, <laughs> you know? Um, and, uh, and it's funny. So what, what happened after that is, is we um, ended up going to another bookshop uh, uh, later in the day. And I, I'm trying to, I'm going to try to buy the book because it wasn't for sale at this place. I was just looking through it. And um, so I go into his bookshop, stop. And I, I just mentioned to the, that I'm looking for the book and I uh, start a whole bunch of conversations uh, around with with a, with quite a few women, and uh, they were mesmerized. And then I had to give out business cards, and that that worked really well. So I had a, actually a very interesting bonding moment over this scenario uh, up in Glen Arbor at this bookstore. Um, so uh, Harriet, if you're out there listening, uh, it was nice meeting you as well. So what what one of those odd odd cool moments of. Oh, and by the way, um, Tom Dalton, if you're listening from Under the Radar, everybody loves your show. Yeah, but I think you guys already knew that. That's why you're in whatever season eight or whatever you're on. But so that, that happened yesterday too, which was cool. So, but yeah, so the next time I'm going to be making this podcast, I will not be up north. Uh, I'll be coming home. Um, so I'll be cutting my next one Sunday night and I'll be in complete decompression mode. But um yeah, so let's let's take it back to uh, talking about this campaign a little bit. Um, so Sean Alexander uh, was out actually in Phoenix when I talked to him, and uh, this company Elwin, like I said, is uh, just making some really cool headphones. Um, and I think the key word on the headphones is everybody's making a lot of people are making headphones, but they're making the perfect fitting wireless earbud, and 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 they've got a great solution for battery life when it comes to these things. Um, and I think if you were a runner. Um, working out in the gym and you're tired of having the white cord attached to your device, this is going to be a campaign that I think you strongly want to look at. And the other reason you want to look at it is I want you to look at the earpieces and the design and the choices that they've come up with because um, no matter what different kind of ear type you have, these guys have a solution. And I think that's crucial, crucial to this, to why this campaign is being so successful. And we get into that. We break that down a little bit um, and the story and the origins of, of how this idea came to, came to fruition. But, um, but like I said, they're up over $190,000 on a $50,000 goal with almost 1,500 backers, eight days to go. They just announced a new stretch goal. Check that out. Um, and I'll tell you what, if you're in the market for some new headphones, these are the guys to look at. They're doing something very cool. And uh, let's kick it now to my conversation with Sean Alexander from Elwin and the perfect fitting wireless earbuds. All right. Hey, Jeff. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I can't complain. You know, I'm hanging out. Yourself? You doing all right? Oh, man, I'm sweating my butt off here in AZ. <laughs> oh, yeah? Freaking, 
115 degrees or something today. It's like, holy Ooh. crap. <laughs> yeah, it's it's no good. Man. Where are you at? I'm in Detroit. It was 100 today, but it wasn't oh, 115. Yeah, it's you literally could feel your skin cook. I'm not kidding. Oh, you walk God. out, and you honestly, you look at it and go, I am legitimately cooking like bacon right now. This is insane. We actually we threw a, a pan of cookies in my car one day, and we straight up cooked cookies. Wow! In the car, just we just put it up on the dashboard, and they cooked. It was like, dude, that's messed up. Like that's when we need to look at moving. Just saying. Yeah. So, so you're in Arizona then? Yeah, I'm down in Arizona. Me and Jerry, there's five of us total that uh-huh. kind of started this whole thing. And we're in AZ, the rest of the group's in Utah, so we're based technically out of Utah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I have uh, I had a uh, buddy of mine works for an ad agency, and uh, he was out, I think he was in Tempe? Yeah. Uh, I think it was last week. And I, I texted him, I was like, hey, you want to get a beer? You know, just just <laughs> hang out. And he's like, right. he just sent me a photo of, of his uh, car dashboard, like, yeah. It's a hundred what I think it was like a hundred and nine that day and I was yeah, like Yeah, freaking nuts. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I can't wait to get back. I was like, Whoa. Yeah, it's funny because like at night it doesn't cool down. So like it'll still be, you know, eight, nine, ten o'clock at night and it's still in the nineties. And you're like, Are you kidding me right now? It's like it's ten o'clock at night and it's ninety four degrees outside. This is stupid. Anyway, so you must have the air conditioner just cranked, just cranked. oh yeah. It's just, on the the one thing I will say, the only thing about Arizona in general is that we're geared for it, right? Uh-huh. So, so I mean, because I'm from Long Island, New York, and I I would die in Long Island now because <laughs> right. all the swamp coolers and and the humidity that comes with it. I went there for a family reunion. I honestly thought I was gonna die. <laughs> it was like 95 and probably 100 percent humidity. It was like, dude, we're not doing this shit in August no more. I'm telling you guys right now. <laughs> This is not going to happen. We'll do this in May, April when it's beautiful out here. I'm down with coming out to New York in April and May, but freaking August? No, F you guys. We'll do it back (laughs) at my house. And it's like, you know, but here everybody's geared for it. Everywhere has central air. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a pool. The only time you're going to go out to do anything outside is to go swimming. So it's like, all right. But like. (laughs) I remember back home, man, we were not built for a hundred and something degree weather. So when it hits that, people start legitimately dying. Yeah. Right? Yep. You know, when yep. you hit 105 in Chicago, people die. Yeah. Yeah. They don't know what they're doing. They're, right. They're loony. The whole Their brains start cooking. Game. Yeah. They're like, what do we do? It's <laughs> right. like, get out of the freaking sun, right, you psychos. Right. What are right. you doing? Right. Anyway. Yeah. But in their brain, they're like, but winter's right around the corner. Right. <laughs> I got I can't complain <laughs> we gotta now. it. Right. right. <laughs> hey, so how do you like Detroit, by the way? Oh, I love Detroit, man. I've been here my whole life. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, uh, you know. I love the, you know, it, it's coming back, man. There is a lot of cool stuff to do downtown, if you know where you're going. It still is right. a... Uh, I was going to say, there's still some rough yeah. stuff. I was out there, when was I out there? About a, maybe a year ago now. Mm-hmm. So my uncle is, yeah, I don't know what his title is. He's chairman of the board for a company called NetApp. Okay. And I don't know if you ever heard of NetApp at all. There's some sort of, I don't know. Anyway, but they're investing freaking tons of money yeah. in building Detroit. Uh, and so it was interesting because he took me around. We were driving around downtown, and I had never seen more. Um, yeah. I, 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 no, 
Sorry, I'm home with the boys, by the way. No, that's all right. I have three boys that will probably come and say hi at some (laughs) point in this conversation. Hey, that's all right. That's all right. I got a five and a three-year-old. The wife's putting him to bed. Usually that's my gig. there you go. So So I got seven, five, and three, all boys. So I feel you. All right, so I'm driving around. I I had never seen so many cranes. Yeah. I mean, they were just building everywhere. Yeah. I was like, "Holy crap!" Man. Yeah, it's it's, nuts. Out, it, it's out of control right now. We're getting the uh, we're finally getting transportation system. I mean, we're uh, the the sad thing is like it feels like that, but it's like all we're really doing is catching up to the modern world. Like, right. It's like <laughs> I was gonna say, you know. you're just coming back from Iraq. Is right. What you're doing. It's like, dude. Yeah. Because I I was down there. I don't know. Probably oh eight oh nine. Yeah. Ish, and I man. It was scary. Yeah. I was driving around going, what the hell happened here? Because Detroit was sweet. I actually really like Detroit. Yeah, there's, um, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, we've got sports, we've got music, right. we've got bars, we've got, yeah. you know. It, it's uh, a great city. It really was. Yeah. I liked it a lot. You know. Uh, the, I used to go there a lot. I mean, the other thing, too, is like, you know, we're international borders, man. You can go to, Tor- you yep. can get in the car right now, we go to Toronto right. and have right. a good time tonight and come back. And you know? for the record, Toronto is rad yeah one of, one of my favorite cities probably on the planet i love toronto yeah it toronto's great, great city. but no that's cool man yeah yeah the old Detroit. all right so so what do you do i didn't even look at it oh no 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 so yes no it's all good it's all good so um i host this podcast uh we talk to projects that are either on the verge of funding or have really successfully funded and right. I, we just tried to have a nice conversation about how you got to this point, where the product came from. I mean, I just got some of your background, you know, maybe what you do with it. You know, try to have about a 30-minute conversation, and we go from there. Um, I usually post these about once a week. I drive cool. some eyeballs. I got some traffic. I've done crowdfunding for five years. I've run hundreds of successful campaigns. So uh, nice. I've heard a lot of these stories, but, uh, you know, we try to see what where, where you guys came from, you know, like how, how you got to this point. So... Yeah, and uh, we just record it. We keep the conversation pretty light, you know. I'm not a not a radio guy, not a sales guy or anything like that. We're just chat, gotcha. chatting about some actually very, very cool headphones. Um, so I, I guess why don't you tell me a little bit about the product and um, and just uh, how you guys got to where you are right now, which is uh, a lot of funding has come in, it looks like, so far. And my phone rang. I don't know how to not. Are you still there? I am. Yep, yep. Weird. I've never been on a Skype call and on my phone. So oh. like my, my phone rang. Your phone exactly rang while you're on a Skype call. Yeah, so I'm like, crap, how do I stop this? And oh. anyway. Yeah, so. so so the app didn't shut off or something, right? There. No. Yeah. yeah, just it just I had to hang up the phone and then come back on here. So Cool. All right, yeah. so I missed you. You said something about headphones and then it's... Yeah, I was ring. just saying, you know, let's just jump into uh, kind of the product. What is it? Cool. Tell me about it. Well, the product itself, we really... We're all outdoor enthusiasts. We all like to work out. We're all those types of guys in general. And, um, you know, we kept seeing all these quote-unquote Bluetooth wireless headphones that were out there, but they weren't really wireless. You have the wire between the two headphones. It's like, well, that doesn't make much sense. Mm-hmm. They keep saying it's wireless just because you don't have to plug it into the phone, but they're still wired together. So we started thinking about that, and our factory, we're part owners of a factory in China, and um, and so we started touching base with them and asking them to look into it and see what they could come up with and develop, and they've been manufacturing headphones for 15 years, uh, probably 16 years now. Um 
you know, for some of the biggest brands, I can't name any of them because yeah, all conflict of, of interest stuff, but we've been doing it forever. Um, and we really just kind of decided, you no, know, if we can, if we can design a truly wireless headphone that fixes some of the major issues that they have with those wireless headphones, we're like, then we should launch that as our own brand. We shouldn't right. sell this off to another company and let Jaybirds or whoever else yeah. kind of do it. So we decided let's, let's launch our own. So when they came back to us and they had this prototype and we all tested them out and, and we were kind of doing our thing with them and we were like, you know what, these could work. Uh, let's let's figure out a way to kind of fine tune these, make them a little bit more. We're we're definitely the marketing side. Mm-hmm. You know, the factory's not very good from a look feel standpoint. They're great from an engineering standpoint, but uh, tend to miss the mark a lot on the uh, the uh, marketing side and the look stuff. stuff. So that's our other side. Is our company that in Salt Lake? They are a marketing and branding agency. Gotcha. Um, and so we've always been the ones that have been branding and doing all the marketing for all these headphone companies that the factory is is manufacturing. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty cool partnership between all of us. And um, so when we got these, we were like, you know what, this is pretty sweet. And, and I happened to be sitting at my office and, and I had a military vet walk in. And he has really messed up ear from, uh, he's a jujitsu champion. So he had like cauliflower the cauliflower, ear. yeah. And it's kind of messed up because he took some shrapnel in Iraq and and all that kind of stuff. So he's a he's a Purple Heart guy and and he's talking about it. And he's like, you know, I just told him, hey, we're looking at these headphones. And I had a pair of prototypes with me, and he's like, man, I can never get a pair of headphones to fit in my right ear. They always fit wrong. And so we're like, you know, that's actually a really good point. And so when we started testing people, not testing, but we started testing them with people. Um, Everybody always kept saying the same thing that we're like, okay, so what's the most important? They're like, oh, they have to sound great. They have to connect right. They have to this, they have to that. But then all of them, almost in passing, would say, well, they have to fit right. Right. They have to fit. And we're like, well, every single person brought up the fit. And yet nobody focused on the fit. Very few people were like, they have to fit right. And then we realized that that was the key thing because if they don't fit, then nobody gives a crap what they sound like. Mm -hmm. So instead of going the one size fits all route that a lot of other guys did, because we kept doing that and we realized that will never happen. You'll, you'll never be able to come up with a one size fits all right. thing because everybody's ears are so different. We tried and it was like, yeah, this is, I don't know what these other companies are thinking trying to do that. Cause there's no way that's going to work. So, and some of them like revels, they did a really good job because it's a 3d printed. So it's really kind of scanning your ear and that's a whole different ball game. We yeah. didn't want to go that route. So we thought, let's just get, every major tip hook loop whatever that you could kind of do that were already on the market and go okay let's give them everything yeah let's create a package that has every type of tip you can have so that one of those tips is bound to work in both of your ears and and in the case of our military vet guy i was like i go well if it had this if you had like 48 different options 50 different options would you be able to find some? He's like, well, I don't know. So we got all 50 and I brought them to him and he was like, all right, let's try it out. So sure enough, he was able to take a completely different tip in the left ear than in the right ear, but both of them fit. The guy was excited is a really good way to put it. We'll say that there were a lot of four letter words (laughs) um, being thrown around being a military vet, you know? So it was awesome, man. It was, it was, it was a really cool moment for me to, 
you know, be a part of as far as that goes. So it was, it was just pretty cool. Well, that, that to me is the biggest thing that stuck out is the accessories to your campaign because, so I come from the audio world, live sound and studio world. So a lot of my stuff is you got to go get the ears molded. Um, right. You know, you got to whatever. And you're paying, thousand, I don't know, a couple thousand dollars right. probably at the end yeah, of the day to, to, to get this system. And, you know, I'm never going to wear those to work out in, you know, even if they are a custom foam. So I'm back to, I spent all that money for that one thing, but I'm back to my white earbuds, <laughs> you know. <Right. laughs> it's like, man... It, you know, so like when I when I saw this, I was like, oh, my God, you, you, you like solved, I think, the biggest issue for all these live songs, all, all the guys. Right. So, right. you know, a six piece band, all kinds of different ears on stage. People are, you know, everybody's bitching, you know. Right. Um, right. Please, anybody. That's a problem. Yeah. Up, nobody's happy at the end of it all. So, and, and yeah, I, yeah it, I, I love this backstory just to know, you know, how you guys got inspired to even go down this route as opposed to just making the one off. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's such a great backstory. Crazy, right? Yeah. It was funny. We, you know, and we didn't think much of it when, when we're sitting there talking to him and, and then it just kind of dawned on us later. We're like, Holy crap. That's, that's a killer way that we came up with this idea. No less. So it was just kind of cool. And, you know, he's a really private guy, so we're asking him, like, hey, do you want to be? He's like, uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, never mind. We will not mention your name ever, I promise. Okay. Note to self. Right. But yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was cool, man. It, you know, and so that was, you know, and I agree with you. And we just, we, we looked at it and realized it does not matter what we put in these headphones at all if they don't fit. Yeah. Nothing else matters. And so if, if somebody gets them and they go, oh, wow, these sound fantastic, but they fall out or they hurt, right. or they just don't fit quite right, you don't give a shit at that point. It's yep. like, nah, yeah. I, I just, I'll go find something that fits better. It's just the way it works. So we really put a lot of time and energy into that side of it and really wanted to make sure that we kind of nailed that part. Well, I also, I also love the, the, the kind of the testimonial side of, of working out. Um, I just had a conversation yesterday for my daughter's birthday with my sister. She's a big, uh, you know, uh, big into exercising. And yeah. she bitches all the time that she, right. you know, headphones. She's trying to, she also does like bike riding and all, you know, never has a solution for this. And, you know, and then she's back to the, the white earbuds, you know, right. it's just like, right. you know, because at her point, she's like, ah, there's no, there's no solution. So when I found this, I sent it to her. We talked about it yesterday. She goes, I, I got to pick those up. I got, you know, I, I know they're going to work. They're, they're going to fit right. Uh, you know, and, and you have testimonials of showing people working out with them, running, all that stuff. So I thought that was a, another very smart move uh, uh, in terms of a clearly a good demographic to be focusing on. Uh, thanks. We appreciate that. And it was funny because, so I went down to my local CrossFit gym, which I would love to say I attend more often than I do, but... <laughs> Got we'll membership. pretend you and the membership, uh, you know? yeah so i was gonna say i pay every yeah, yeah. I so so i go down there and you know I, I grab a couple of the guys i'm like here put these in let me see if you can get them out and it's funny actually we're we're still planning on doing it we'll do it at some point i give everybody the headphones i tell them to try and shake them out and they all do the exact same thing every person does it they shake their head like they're trying to get water out of their ears and so they look like the two guys from night at the roxbury <laughs> I swear I'm going to come out with like a blooper video of every one of these guys doing that and just put it to like what is love or whatever, right? And have them just bounce in their head because they all do it. And nobody to this day has been able to get the headphones out. You can't. It's impossible. If you put the right thing in there, they legitimately cannot get them out. So I had all these guys doing these crazy CrossFit workouts with all their crazy pull-ups and 
burpees and everything else that they're doing and all that kind of stuff and nobody can get it out. And then I went and took it to a couple of gymnasts, uh, tumblers. I said, all right, let's put these in. And they put them in and they're doing backflips and stuff and still can't get them out. So <laughs> it was like, all right, I think we're on to something. That's cool. So let's, let's flip a little bit to the actual campaign itself. So I think you guys funded in like a crazy amount of, like, like no time at all. Right. If I'm not mistaken. Right. I thought yeah, it was, it, it was pretty nuts to be honest. And, and we'd never done a Kickstarter campaign before. None of us. So we were all pretty new mm-hmm. in this field. Um, and so we, we tried to just trust other people. We're like, all right, so let's hire, you know, a PR group and let's hire an advertising company. And, and we kind of went down that route and we're doing that, but we, we really hadn't had any PR at all before the, the launch or anything. So we didn't know what to expect. And we sold out of our, our super early bird ones in four minutes. And honestly, we sold out of it before I even logged on. <laughs> wow. I was like, okay. And I, I accidentally told people that it was at 9 a.m. Eastern time. So at 6 a.m. my time, I was, my phone was blowing up. I bet so, yeah. All these people were hey, what's up? It's not up. It's not up. And I'm like, what is happening? It's 6 in the morning. I don't know what's going on. So I'm trying to – so I'm sending all these emails to people. Sorry, it's 9 a.m. Pacific time, not Eastern. Come back in three hours. I'm going to bed. You know, so anyway, so 9 a.m. Pacific time, I, I jump on. And one of the other partners that we have had, had hit the button to go ahead and launch it so that we could send out the link because mm-hmm. we, we didn't have a link until you actually right, go live. Yep, yep. And so we we're like, well, we need that link to be able to put it up on our page. And so we actually launched it about, I think, two minutes early and it was sold out in four minutes. Jeez. We're like, oh my gosh. So then we're like, crap, should we add another thing? But before we even had a chance to like, say, well, hey, maybe we should add some more in the super. It was the next round was gone. So in 36 minutes, we, we already passed our goal. We ran out of early birds. And it was like, okay, well, that was fast. Wow. Um, all right, now what? So it's been, a, it's been a fun learning curve. I mean, we're super grateful because we really didn't know what to expect. And so it was it was an, a crazy morning. We'll put it that way. Yeah, I, can, I can't imagine the inbox, what it looked like. Oh, yeah. And, and we did we really underestimated the amount of comments emails questions concerns i mean well, man, i saw we, that you have a hundred comments I, you yeah know. dude I, and and i get crushed on there because i'm the one who responds to all those uh-huh. and i just get crushed i have a couple of guys on there they call themselves a squeaky wheel which always makes me laugh um you know and i i appreciate all the comments i really do i hope i don't come across as i had somebody call me snarky one which i thought was funny but all my comments are genuine. I, I don't mean it in a mean, bad, upset, any kind of way. It's always like, hey, that's actually a really good point. I don't know. We haven't thought about that. Right, so, right. It, you know, people bring up stuff that we honestly, it hasn't even been a topic of conversation on our end. So then I have to go back to everybody and be like, well, guys, what, what do we want to do about this? I don't know. I, we haven't even thought about offering extra infinity bands or carrying cases or uh, just little things. Right, that right. You, we just didn't, we, I don't know, just things that we would have never but it never even crossed our mind is like, oh, we need to make sure we do that. And people are bringing it all up. We're like, oh, all right, well, I don't know. Let's talk about that and we'll yeah. find out and I'll let you guys know. So it's and and really the reason we did Kickstarter, we really didn't need to do Kickstarter. It was not a need. We we already have uh, retail outlets ready mm-hmm. to go. We could have gone straight to retail, but I personally am a huge Kickstarter fan. I love Kickstarter. I love what they do. I love the concept. I love the fact that people get to be a part of the process. 
And so I really pushed with our team to do it through Kickstarter because I wanted to, with all the, with all the things that I personally have backed and, and wanted to back and, and help share and all that kind of thing, I really wanted to bring it to that forum. I, yep. want, I knew we had a really cool product. I knew it was something that people would really like, and I just kind of wanted to be able to do that. And it was cool that I was part of a company that we got to do that. So I'm excited to do that with them. So we, so we went Kickstarter, even though a couple of the guys really did not want to go Kickstarter because they're retail guys. That's yeah. what they know. Right. That's their background. And so we kind of jumped into this fire, you know, and, and really didn't know what to expect. So it's been an interesting roller coaster ride for us. So well, it sounds like too that you know you see the value of Kickstarter and how it is actually probably going to make your brand or your next round of product even better because right. you're answering these questions. You're seeing people say, I want X, Y, and Z. Right. You know, well, all right. It's cool because we're getting instant feedback before we even like launch it. Yeah. Right. Because the, the plain matter of fact is, I mean, we would have launched a product that would have been inferior because we wouldn't have known that they cared about certain things. Right. And we're like, oh. All right, well, shoot, guys, we better figure out a carrying case, and so that's what we did, and we'll have a carrying case for any of the current backers that happen to listen to this. Um, you know, we we'll have that. We're working on. It. We just have to finish the design, but you know, it's, it's certain things like that that just would not have crossed our minds at all. And so it's almost like we have like this huge beta testing group that are telling us what real people feedback is, based on looking at our product, seeing what it is, and seeing how it works, and all that. And they're giving us that live feedback before we go to before we go to market. That's to me huge, yeah. crazy, and valuable. So we we really appreciate it. So so, uh, I, I guess I, I want to go back just another second to that first day. You know, <laughs> do you think it was just word of mouth? Uh, was there any sort of strategic thing that the firms you hired had you do, or was there any major press that went out? Because you got you got great press. Right uh, on this on this on your product. So, do you think there was any of that in there, or so the big thing that we did were Facebook ads. Um, right. uh, that that was our the, one of the only things that we did know how to do were Facebook ads um, when it came to this stuff. So we have a, an internal guy who's very very good at that side. Um, so we built a newsletter list. We had our website, our capture page, all that kind of stuff, all built, and we did some advertising, and and so we. We did have, you know, I, I don't know the exact number, but somewhere in the ten plus thousand range of of pre people that was signed up for our newsletter prior to the launch. So gotcha. we knew that we had interest, and we knew that we had that, but we also had no clue what the conversion rate to that would be. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would definitely attribute the major success up front because everybody sees that first day and thinks, "Holy yep. crap!" It's just we were just so lucky, and we just. It's like, dude, that was almost four months worth of work leading up to a four-minute moment. Right. Yep. You know, so it, it you just opened the gates for something that you'd been working on for four months. So it definitely was a lot of work and a lot of time that was spent. And we delayed the launch of this thing, uh, I don't know, probably three or four times. Really? Um what was the yeah, reason? Mostly, Were you trying to get like to a metric or was it just... No, we honestly, as far as the, we, we really didn't care uh, if we raised $10 or 10000 or $10 million. We really didn't. It, it, it was more, we, we do not want to fall into the trap that the one knock on any Kickstarter campaign and every person that's back to Kickstarter campaign would say, 
is we did not want to be one of those companies that did not deliver. Right. We don't want to be those guys. And yeah. so we were working through prototypes and we wanted to make sure. And I told the guy, I said, listen, we do not launch this product until we are 100% good with the product itself. And we are ready to straight up go to mass production the minute this thing ends. Yeah. So the minute that we close this campaign, we are producing, we're actually making the, the mass product so that we know that that'll take us about 30 days or so. And then, you know, shipping from China to yep. us here, you know, you got about a month on the boat and that kind of a thing. So we're looking at it going, okay, we should be able to deliver these things in about 60 days. So I don't think any Kickstarter person who's ever backed any, any Kickstarter campaign would be upset with a 60 day turnaround. No, no, not at all. Right? So, <laughs> so we're like, we just don't want to be one of those guys that say, Oh, we'll have it done in 60 days. And then all of a sudden 90 days out and 180 days out. And we're doing the, the same old song and dance that everybody's doing. And I get it. I know that people run into problems. We've been there. We've, mm-hmm. we've launched plenty of products in the past. So we know that feeling. And there's a lot of external factors that you may not have complete control over and so on. So, but we delayed specifically because we wanted to make sure that we were ready to go to mass production. And, and honestly, one of the biggest hurdles that we ran into was external. Uh, the factory had to apply for the uh, Bluetooth certification. Oh, and so that was, that was one of those like, oh, crap, that, that'll take 30 to 60 days. And right. we have no control over how long that will take. So we couldn't do anything until we got that so that we wanted to make sure, okay, we're good to go certification-wise and so on. So anyway. This is interesting. So this all works off Bluetooth, correct? Yep. How much? So you, the, the, go how, ahead. I would say, how much can you control that? Like, like how much say do you have in that world? Nah, not a ton. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it is what it is. The advantage is that Bluetooth in general is getting better, so we're using the the absolute latest technology across the board, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we're pretty good from that standpoint. The hard part is is that. You know, Bluetooth connection is a Bluetooth connection, and right. that's that's their own deal. From an internal chip standpoint, you know, we rework how it connects and and how it feels when it connects. I don't I don't know how else to put that. Right. Yep. Other than it's it's not as jolty of a disconnect. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you ever go pick up a pair of earrings, it's the one thing that they did really well. Um, when when the one earbud cuts out, because a lot of times it's not usually both earbuds that'll cut out; it'll just be one. It because the way it works, one connects to your phone, and the other one connects to the other earbud, right? So they right. don't both connect to your phone. One connects to the other, and then the other connects to the device. So the one that connects to the other earbud will cut in and out the most if they're going to have any of those issues. And with Erin, they did a really good job, and so we really tried to emulate this but it, it fades and so it almost feels like a wave of music that goes through your head it's really bizarre i don't know how else to describe that and so we've been trying to emulate that exact idea so instead of just a cut cut where all of a sudden it's gone and you're like wait where'd the music go in my left ear this is weird it you honestly hardly even notice because hmm. it, it just slides in and out and so it's kind of like oh i think i lost hearing in my oh no never mind's back what do i know <laughs> right and right so it's 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 just not as as jarring of an experience. So we have a little bit of control over at least that side. Um, but again, it 
know, it is what it is. Yeah, so. and, then, and then you also have the the microphone is built into it as well, so you can still Correct. do calls and stuff. That's that's also right. really great. And then right. and then how much do you control on like the battery life? Like, is are you able to adjust some of that stuff, or what's the? Yeah, I mean, was it have a so the, six hour runtime, yeah. something like that? I, I saw. Right. So we technically on on the earbuds, if they're standalone without the infinity band, they'll last about three to three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Mine actually, during a lot of my testing, I get them to last for four, sometimes five even. Um, but mostly because I'm not talking on the phone and or listening to music and having a bunch of stuff going on. I just have music playing as I'm you know, riding the bike and so on. So, you know, so say it's three hours just for low numbers sake. Then we came out with the Infinity Band, which was actually a cool story in itself too. Um, we actually, I really need to post the picture Brian, one of the other founders with our company, actually sketched the idea of an Infinity Band on a napkin. Um, <laughs> so it's straight up like one of those stories you hear from like successful companies, like yeah, it all started with this idea that we wrote a contract. Legitimately, that's how it started. <laughs> we we're just kind of talking and just kind of brainstorming about what could we offer that'd be different. We hate the fact that you have to take them out and charge them in a case, and so we're like, what? What could we do about that? And he literally just sketched this kind of band idea on a napkin and and sent us a picture of it and we're like dude that is that's genius and so then then the patent process all started and everything else and blah 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 but so it was it was just interesting to see how it all kind of started from there and and so with this infinity band the way that it works and man i get a lot of questions about this we really need to do a better job explaining (laughs) how it works i thought it was straightforward and i've learned quickly that it's not so um so you can, it's just a, it's literally just a battery cable. Um, and so like the old school Bluetooth headphones where they're wired, you have the wire between the two headphones. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how this works. Now you can plug in this wire into your earbuds, continue listening to your music. So you plug them in. It usually takes about 30 minutes, sometimes 40 or so to fully recharge and it'll beep at you. Yeah. And a fully re- recharge those headphones at that point you take the infinity back out and now you can keep listening to your music still completely wirelessly now so now you don't have to have that infinity band plugged in for the whole three hours it's right. not a lot of people that keep asking me like okay so if you plug them back in you plug it in to charge them do you have to leave it in for the full it's like no just leave them in for the half hour or so it takes to recharge unplug the infinity band the Infinity Band will only work one time, by the way. It only recharges them once, and then you have to recharge the Infinity Band itself. Um, and that was a conscious choice on our end because we didn't want to make the Infinity Band too heavy mm-hmm. so that it then started pulling on your earbuds, so we felt... And so it's kind of that fine... It's the same line that you always have to fight with any of these types of electronics. It's like size and weight versus battery life. It's always a you know constant balance gap. So... It'll recharge it one time, and then you take that Infinity Band, and you can go and plug it in to recharge it. And it'll take about a half hour for that to recharge again and be ready to recharge your earbuds again. So the the reason we call it the Infinity Band is because technically, if you're around a power source, you can plug in the Infinity Band, keep listening, unplug it, plug it into a, a socket or a wall or wherever you're going to charge that. And while you're still listening to your earbuds, you can then go get your Infinity Band back again before they die again, and you can continue that process. We've actually had a pair that have been on for, I want to say, probably over a month now, solid. Wow. 
so we just unplug it when we need to and plug in those and we can keep going back and forth and it's just a continuous cycle so well it seems anyway. it's an, definitely an ingenious idea in terms of like i, it, I mean you could it, it's not going to impede working out riding a bike you know right. it, it, you could extend i think all it looks like to me like hey if i'm going to go on a four-hour bike ride right you know uh, it's it's not like you got to go and plug into a wall somewhere, you know. No, yeah, and and the thing is that, and the reason that we came up with the idea and the real thought process was is that there's a lot of times that you are doing a workout or you're going hiking or you're going to be somewhere where you're going to be outside for a pretty long period mm -hmm. of time, and now all of a sudden you have the opportunity to just plug that in. You don't have to wait for take them out and wait for 45 minutes while they recharge in your case, right? Because every other Bluetooth earbud company out there, that's exactly what you have to do. You yeah. have to take them out. You have to stop listening to your music for 30 to 45 or even an hour, you know, to recharge your earbuds. And then, hey, they're good to go again. Cool. I mean, that that's great. But you just had an hour where you couldn't listen to music. And if it was during the middle of your thing, and you know, it, it sucks. Yeah. And we didn't want to do that. So, so yeah. So, and then... Which is actually cool because we've gotten a lot of feedback from the Kickstarter campaign. They were like, well, we'd really prefer to have an extra Infinity Band. It was like, huh, well, that's a good idea. All right. <laughs> yeah. So so now we had an extra one, and now you've got about nine hours worth of battery life between the two Infinity Bands and the earbuds themselves. So, I mean, you're going essentially a full day at work if you don't have any, any way to be able to plug in an Infinity Band or whatever. You can go kind of a full day. It's like, wow, that's all right, I guess we'll start doing that. So now we've added in on a lot of them. People have added up, and uh, that was actually surprising, the number of people that paid the extra. I think we charged 19 bucks to Kickstarter guys for um, an extra Infinity Band. So now mm -hmm. they'll get the, the headphones, all the accessories, and an Infinity Band, and then they got an extra one, so two Infinity Bands with their purchase. So it's, it's pretty cool that they – I was surprised at how many people yeah. did it. But it's, it's the vast majority, actually. So Yeah, interesting. Anyway. Well, so, no, thought, so you've got 16 more days to go. What, what's kind of the plan? Are you just kind of staying the course? Are you going to add some stretch goals, are you thinking? Yeah, we, we do have some stretch goals. We sent out an update. Um, I don't even remember when now. It's all one big blur, it feels <laughs> like. So uh, last week sometime we sent out an email to everybody asking what they wanted for stretch goals. And so we, you know, we don't really care on our end. Um, we're willing and able to do multiple different options for the stretch goals so we wanted to kind of see what they wanted um and and so we did get a lot of feedback actually and which again i it is the reason that we did kickstarter because i wanted people to be able to be a part of it but man i underestimated how much <laughs> they wanted to be a part of it and so it just every time we do something my inbox explodes it's like okay so i need some help guys with the answering of these emails so anyway but uh, but it, yeah, it, we'll it could be the complete opposite. I'm saying it could be the complete opposite. You could be right. getting no. one email. Oh, it's a great problem to have. No, <laughs> great problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no argument. Truly, no argument. It's just we we just really <laughs> underestimated. We yeah. did, and it's it's fantastic. Yeah. So we're thrilled. We really are. Um, we'll probably be adding the stretch goals. I know this week. I think we're shooting for tomorrow um, to announce what those stretch goals will be. Uh, what price points they'll be at, and so on. Um, we're we're starting to do a lot more PR. Um, so we we've, we've been working with a with a PR firm. Um, uh, what are they? PR P 
PR Media Now is the name of the PR group for anybody that mm-hmm. is curious about um, finding the PR group. They're great. Uh, Colin and Scott and those guys, they are really great. They're based in Florida and in Toronto, I think. And, and they have really good ties into Kickstarter itself to help you kind of wade those waters. Yeah. Uh, so that was helpful. Um, and Kickstarter's been great, by the way. They've, they've actually been really helpful. I wish that we could update some stuff. Like, we, we updated it uh, to change the international shipping because we honestly didn't know what we were doing international shipping-wise because mm-hmm. um, it's, it's not our – we haven't really done that. So we didn't really know. We, we just reached out to FedEx, UPS, and those guys and said, hey, how much to ship? a one pound box to all over the world. And they were like, ah, oh, it's about 45 bucks. We're like, okay, well that's what we'll charge. And then we got crushed. I mean, crushed. I got more people complaining about the $45 charge than anything that we did. I mean, hands yeah. down, that was the biggest mistake we made. And then the bigger parts of that mistake is you can't change that. Yep. Kickstarter yeah. will not let me change that. They're like, no, sorry. Yep. You already had people pay that. You can't drop it. And we're like, but we're trying to drop it. It's like we're not trying to say, hey, you have to owe us more money. We're trying to tell them, hey, you owe us less money. Isn't that good? And they're like, yeah, no. Yeah. So Yeah, they can't so open up that can the, of worms. Yeah. <laughs> so the downer is, is now we have dropped it, We, but we can't technically say that we dropped it on the reward level. So we have to then go and reward, like uh, refund everybody 25 bucks after they purchase and stuff. So it's going to be a bit of a nightmare, and I know that. And I've kind of prepped the team for that. It's like, guys, when this closes, they're all going to pay 25 bucks more than they should, and we're going to have to go back in and refund. So you're all going to hate me, and I know it, but that's all right. That's that's what we have coming, and we know that. So we're ready for it. Um, but that is one thing that we did do and wish that we would have done prior to. Um, and for anybody that's on, listening to this that's looking at doing their own campaign, there's a whole bunch of fulfillment center people uh, that – and trust me, after you launch a campaign, if it's successful, you will get a whole bunch of emails from a whole bunch of them. <laughs> yep. Um, telling you, hey, I have the best rates in the world. It's like, okay, great. You know, but regardless, there's a whole bunch of them out there that can help you with that. And just make sure you do that beforehand because you can't change that once you launch it. So yeah, that was a good lesson. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I bet so. We've got a we've got a campaign right now that's going to have some international shipping on it, and it's big pro. It's uh, all kinds of different sizes products it could be all up from a guitar down so our shipping quotes was a nightmare just to get as close to that data as possible like even something right. that we're like you know we might not fulfill a couple of these orders until you know yeah. two years from you now know. maybe it's wow like, who knows you know the shipping goes all over the place but it's like right this is about as close as we're gonna get on, on an estimate so um <laughs> So I guess, so what do you guys envision as the company? You know, I mean, obviously this, this product's successful uh, and obviously you don't want to count your, uh, you know, chickens before the eggs hatch here, all that sort of stuff. But like, what are you envisioning for the, for the company in general? You know, uh, is this going to be a full-time commitment to making headphones and getting into the oh, marketplace? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So it? the Kickstarter was honestly a really small piece. Um, we did it, I don't want to say for me, but... That is kind of why we did it, uh, just so that I could fulfill a, a, a goal of mine to launch a successful Kickstarter campaign and, and allow people to be a part of that. So uh, retail, we'll be in retail. We've already got you know multiple deals worked out. We'll be pretty much everywhere. Um, I, don't, I don't know how else to say that without mm-hmm. giving away yeah, yeah. who we're retailing yeah. with. But we'll be in quite a few places for this particular 
item. We have uh, a wired Bluetooth headphone that we started selling on Amazon. We sold out of those in about a week and went, okay, well, I guess we know we can sell those on Amazon if we ever want to do that. So we do have an account on Amazon to start selling the regular wired Bluetooth ones that we have. They're very similar to these, uh, just with a wire between them. Um, and so we have a couple of different items that we already have, and we're already working on version 2.0. Um, of these Bluetooth wireless headphones that we'll be launching, yeah, optimistically beginning of next year is the goal. Um, you know, so, but yeah, we, we kind of see ourselves as, um, we compare ourselves a lot to Jaybirds. Mm -hmm. Uh, we see ourselves kind of doing their same model of only having a couple of different headphones available at any given time and each year, each couple of years or whatever it is will phase out the older model and come out with a new model. Right. So instead of just launching a whole different group, a ton of different ideas, a ton of different SKUs, we'll only have a couple of SKUs at any given time. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, you know, we're already going through the hiring process. I have gotten a whole bunch of emails <laughs> from that standpoint too. Um, and I appreciate that to everybody that has, I really truly do. Um, I'll get to you, I promise. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we've we're starting to go down that path of of hiring a team to go, you know, full bore. We're actually talking to some different uh, VC funds uh, to go that route. That's interesting. Uh, Have you had so? I've had a couple campaigns that we used a Kickstarter for validation, basically for VC. And then right. I've also been reading a lot of articles recently where you know VCs starting to frown upon this, and I'm like, why would they frown upon it? How, how, what's the temperature like been for this? Well, for us. The two groups that we've talked to love it. Yeah, uh, they look at it exactly how you just said. It's validation, right? I mean, we just proved that we had a thousand people plus, or whatever it is that we're at now, mm -hmm. waiting to get this. And so, as soon as it launched, there we're like, dude, we funded this thing in thirty-six minutes. They're like, right. oh, you know. And then when and then when we took it to retail outlets and all that, and, and they their reaction was just as positive as the Kickstarter community's reaction. I mean, the yeah. VC side has actually been really easy. Um, it's, it's more trying to pick, I don't, I don't Right. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's the, all kinds of variables there, but right. I, I've yeah, just been, so. you know, I, I'm, I'm interested to hear if, if you've had any of this real life feedback as opposed to something I read on Google, you know, where it's like, right. oh yeah, VCs aren't liking this. And I'm like, well, how could they not? That makes no logical right. sense. And it's just like, uh, you know, and the cool part for us. So from a real life standpoint, um, the retail side of it became infinitely easier yeah. as a result of this. Yep. Um, we had conversations with a couple of retail outlets prior to and got pretty much nowhere. And mm -hmm. then we launched and we sent them an email saying, Hey, by the way, we funded in 36 minutes and lo and behold, we had multiple phone calls pretty quick yeah. right after. So, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that it, it validated for retail that there were real life people that, really wanted this product and then they could start to build their forecast based mm -hmm. on what we're doing online. So it made that part infinitely easier for us. So, you know, it, you know, looking back at it, this, this Kickstarter campaign has been a whirlwind of craziness. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I did not know what to expect. I thought I knew what to expect and I was grossly wrong on a lot of things. And I love every second of it. I really did. I mean, it was crazy. It was fun. And it is fun. It's still going. I mean, I'm not trying to act like it's over. But 
I mean, it, it's been a really fun ride, and it's been very eye-opening. It really has been, yeah. and it's been hugely beneficial for us as a company moving forward um, about different ideas for the product, different ways that we'll launch it, different things that we'll launch it with, uh, things that we need to make sure we include. Mm -hmm. uh, we learned that people don't want to pay $45 for shipping <laughs> international, so, you know, we, we learned a few things. We learned so it. It was it's great, man. We we love it, and I'm I'm so grateful. I can't even tell you to all the people that backed it. I I know that sounds cheesy, and that's fine, but I mean, I love it. It's been great. That's cool. Well, Sean, I appreciate. It. I took up a lot of your time, man. But this is an awesome product, and I actually I think I'm going to be picking up the uh, what the 119 or no 129 here. I have nice, it man. clicked. I'm going to select that reward for myself because. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna just tell the wife I, I need some new headphones for uh, you, you know for when I work out because I got that, go. I got my gym I was, membership. I, got I was gonna say you pay for your membership too, so those, <laughs> yeah. you know you know I I'm, gotta, I'm pretty religious about it. I got that Christmas and Easter time down, so <laughs> you know we're good. So oh, hey man, awesome. I appreciate it. Hit me up after this. We'll make sure and get you a little special gift in there for that, and yeah, you know, we no really problem. do appreciate it. No problem. Cool, Sean. I appreciate it so much, and um, we'll talk to you later, man. All right, thank you. See ya. Toasting our cares goodbye Feeling good, celebrating our new life Waiting to stretch out our arms and say If you're feeling down Don't want your friends around Pick it up from your rug Get you feeling well enough Move off that seat and on your feet To get down Oh yeah It's easy Cause flames give light and you're still sizzling Oh Some other 